0: Welcome to the Future of Agriculture podcast, the show that explores the people, companies, and ideas that are shaping the future of agribusiness. Innovation, resourcefulness, and collaboration are essential for feeding a growing population, and we believe the agriculture industry is up for the challenge. Please welcome your host, Tim Hammerich. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for downloading this episode of the Future of Agriculture podcast. My name is Tim Hamrich. I'm an agribusiness recruiter, and it's my pleasure to bring you these stories every week of the people, companies, and ideas shaping the future of agriculture. This show is part of the Farm and Rural Ag Network, so if you like ag podcasts and blogs and vlogs, head over to farmruralag.com and check them out. There's some good ones over there. Um, Really excited about this show. Um, it's something that I had never heard of before. We're, we're going to be discussing electricides. And, and if you've never heard that term, you're probably in good company. It's this concept that rather than using an herbicide to kill a weed, an invasive species in a crop, we can use electricity to essentially um, zap the weeds. And and what ends up happening is you you kind of boil them from the inside out and from the roots up, which uh, has a lot of different advantages if you can do it economically and and feasibly. And our guest today, Andrew Diprose, who runs a company called Root Wave, uh, thinks that they have found a way to do just that. Really interesting stuff. and I think it's a, a fun concept to explore as a possibility for the future of agriculture. And we even get into this a little bit. When you consider uh, you go back to rabbit tractors episode and the idea of having these smaller, uh, Autonomous roving tractors uh, that are using artificial intelligence and machine learning to take care of things in the crop, and then you tack onto that something that can recognize a weed and and essentially zap it (laughs) using electricity. It's kind of a cool concept, and I really enjoyed this interview with Andrew. I think you will too. Uh, Andrew is part of uh, the Yield Lab, which is an accelerator program that has. Um, uh, An office in St. Louis, but they also run programs in in various other countries worldwide. So cool concept, great company, and really enjoyed this conversation with Andrew. I think you will too. Here he is, Andrew Diprose, the CEO of RootWave. Very pleased to have on the show, Andrew Diprose, the CEO of RootWave. Andrew, thanks for being on the show. Uh, No worries. Pleasure to speak to you, Tim. And before we dive into too far into RootWave, I think we probably need to start with this overarching concept of uh, electricides. Can can you tell us what those are? Uh, yeah, the so electricides are a made up
1: main effectively. Um, but what it means
0: is that you
1: use electricity to kill weeds. Uh, and how the technology works is relatively simple. You, you touch a weed and create a circuit, uh, and then you get a flow of electricity and then the natural resistance of that weed turns that electrical energy into heat, uh, which boils it inside out from the root upwards. So that's effectively a very simple way, uh, a very clean way of of killing uh, stuff you don't want to hang around. Now, there are four key advantages to uh, electricides, which uh, I boiled it down to and and get people quite excited. Um, The first is organic and sustainable. And when I say sustainable, I don't only really mean um, sort of organic, but uh, it doesn't require water, uh, unlike if you uh, use herbicides, and water is becoming increasingly precious these days. Uh, so that's a, a, another angle that we're going for. Uh, the second is no-till, so we don't disturb the soil, which is one of the primary benefits of using uh, herbicides you know, you reduce carbon emissions, soil erosion, disease, etc. Uh, electricides are the same and that we don't have to churn the soil as you move through the fields. Uh, thirdly, it's uh, probably going to be cost comparable without with herbicides. So because you only need uh, energy as an input, be it from a generator, alternator or battery, uh, of which themselves can be powered by green energy, such as solar or wind, Uh, then actually we we have a uh, a low-cost solution here. So you you marry all those advantages together, and I believe you've got um, a definitely sustainable solution and probably one of the only scalable solutions uh, that can be a real contender as an alternative for herbicides. And
0: and how did you first kind of stumble upon this concept?
1: So it's actually my father's life work, so as an academic at Sheffield University, he's been zapping weeds for 40 years, um, but only from an academic interest point of view, and it's only recently with the market changes uh, that we decided to, as a, as a family initially, um, we've obviously diluted the family as we've grown as an organisation, uh, to try and make uh, a go of it. Um, so. The drivers for that are threefold. Um, you've got resistance, so uh, weeds are becoming increasingly naturally resistant, to the use of herbicides, and uh, especially in the Americas and Australia, where the overuse of herbicides has accelerated that resistance. Um, and the statistic I use is that two-thirds of US farm makers harbor resistant weeds. So it's a big problem and only getting bigger. Um, secondly, you've got the uh, issue of regulation, Especially here in Europe, um, so you've got regulators actually restricting or banning the use of um, herbicides. I think in Europe, 66-ish percent of pesticides uh, have been banned over the last couple of uh, 15 years or so. Um, and if you look at glyphosate, which is the current issue, uh, it was nearly banned in Europe at the end of last year, uh, given a five-year license regardless uh, extension, but regardless of that, you've got countries such as France and Germany. They're quite major agricultural uh, um, countries committing to phase out these roundup um, because of the potential health and environmental risks. And the third factor that drives all this, litigation. And you've just seen uh, in California in the last couple of weeks, the quarter billion dollars awarded to groundsmen um, for the uh, Skin cancer that he he got, uh, which may or may not have been caused by the use of Roundup. So bring those pressures together, and the market is actually looking for a scalable alternative, and that's where we step in.
0: Excellent. And how does this compare with um, the, the sort of the the flame approach? You know, I, I've seen various. Uh, um, solutions that involve basically burning the plant with flame how is electricity differently different and and um, kind of compare and contrast that if you could
1: yeah so three main differences um, the first is we use electricity and not flame so when you use flame there'll be a lot of collateral damage in the soil and the microbes etc Um, Secondly, uh, uh, when you use flame or hot water or steam, any of the other thermal methods, uh, I believe they're uh, a little bit more inefficient because uh, a lot of that energy, a lot of that heat is actually wasted in the ambient air or ground, uh, not specifically directly in the weed. Uh, And that's where electrical methods are different because we generate heat only within that weed. Um, so, there's no sort of ambient waste, uh, if you want to put it that way. And then the third angle is um, uh, other thermal methods apply heat externally uh, above ground to propagate down, whereas we generate heat throughout the structure of the weed, including underneath the ground. So, it's a lot more effective. Uh, so again, it, those three drivers really makes electricity um, a contender, and I believe addresses the shortcomings of of other thermal alternative technology.
0: Okay, and and I watched a video online of a demonstration of using Root Waves technology, and it, it was it was a guy uh, with essentially a rod that would touch the plant, and the plant would die. Um, is 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 it? Is the technology more kind of used on a smaller scale where you can actually physically someone can go out and touch each individual plant or is there sort of a robotic type option as well?
1: Uh, The the Both. So um, on our website you have our video of an award-winning professional hand reader but this is targeted for the gardeners and groundskeepers to spot weed and treat uh, invasive species uh, such as giant hogweed etc. So it's designed for the scenarios where you do need to walk around the lamps and touch individual weeds. It's not sort of a broad acre scenario. Um, But we recognize that uh, the scale in this technology and ultimately the business is in a automated robotic um, agricultural solution. So the EU commission actually uh, recognized its its shortcomings in terms of it you know there was a debate about planning banning roundup in europe and they extended the license uh, one of the reasons for that was there was no real scalable alternative uh, and the eu commission saw the advantages and the potential of that technology and so they granted us a bunch of money uh, to actually develop that automated that cultural um, solution so uh, and rather than uh, redevelop the wheel when it came to the vision uh, technology to spot what's a weed and what's not, we've actually partnered with a company called Stecti, now acquired by Lemkin in the Netherlands, who have a very advanced uh, mechanical weeder that they've been selling globally for 10 years. It uses cameras to spot the weeds uh, in and around row crops, and then they currently her it by hoeing it you disturb the soil which comes with all the disadvantages of soil erosion, carbon emissions, disease etc. So we're lifting those hoes out the ground and electrifying them so they zap the weeds as we go through the field. So what you'll end up with is or what we have uh, and are currently testing is a solution that goes through uh, your row crops, uh, has a camera system to spot what's a weed uh, and then saps them all without disturbing the soil uh, and all in an automated fashion, pulled behind a tractor. Uh, now as an organization, we don't want to stop there um, because we recognize that robotics is going to play uh, key parts uh, in the future of agriculture. So um, our technology can also be adopted uh, with other um, platforms, including those next generation of fully autonomous weeding robots.
0: Excellent. Yeah, we just actually had an interview on this show uh, with rabbit tractors kind of doing, trying to do some of those uh, autonomous, uh, autonomous farm equipment uh, solutions. What, what about the, the, the energy source for this? I imagine it's, en- it's somewhat energy intensive, but I don't know, uh, to, to electrocute uh, weeds on a large scale. Where's the energy coming from and, and is that, it, does that kind of theoretically fit on an uh, um, autonomous tractor?
1: Yeah, you kind of only—it's actually quite energy efficient for a number of reasons. Uh, Primarily because it only uses energy when it touches a weed, so it's not like other systems that are permanently on. Um, It only—you know—takes the energy when when it does touch something. So it's actually energy efficient, and that energy, to date, comes from the tractor's PTO. So that just goes through a um,
0: an alternator, and we just take uh, the three-phase energy from that very cool what about what about farm safety? I think uh bringing this type of electricity out into you know onto a farm where you've got workers and everything uh have there been concerns there and how have you handled that
1: uh not really um we we'll we handle this through a number of, of angles Actual agricultural uh, technology has all the necessary safety stops and um safety ons and all this kind of stuff um but Uh, our next generation technology actually uses waveforms that limits the risk of shock to humans. Um, So actually we use modern technology to get around that. Um, And it kind of means that the biggest problem uh, in the field will be being run over by the tractor. (laughs) It it won't necessarily be someone running behind the tractor trying to touch any exposed electrodes. Uh, A scenario is unlikely to happen. It will be a mechanical
0: issue if anything. Okay and one more question about the technology then I want to get more into root waves business specifically but um, you, you mentioned the microbes and so you, you are electrocuting the plant which I, I know goes down into the roots um, but you're saying that whereas other solutions are going to affect the microbial activity in the soil this actually uh, doesn't or at least has less of an impact. Can you talk about that a little bit more?
1: Yeah it's because it's a quite precise application of the energy uh, and there's no waste so the energy is used destroying the weed and when it hits the soil to return to the earth it dissipates out uh, meaning the actual the, the sort of net effects on the surrounding soil because you, you're effectively distributing in a 360 degree sphere so to speak uh, is it, quite minimal. Um, and, uh, we are confirming this with a, uh, a, one of the UK's largest, uh, environmental consultancies in the UK for getting that independent, uh, advice. Um, but we believe there will be no or very little micro damage or DNA soil damage or anything like that. Um, and, and for me in my head, it's the same as a hot summer day. That's kind of localized heating you may or may not get
0: with this. Hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, with, with a technology like this, I, I would imagine there are a multitude of different directions you could go as far as, you know, what specific farmer type customers to target or what crops or what weed problems specifically. Um, do you all have kind of a, a place that you've decided you wanted to focus in on starting um, and, and just kind of curious about which problems you're hoping to solve specifically, at least initially here?
1: Yeah, so... Um what we're looking to target from a electrical point of view is to uh, treat weeds uh, roughly between one and five centimetres tall uh, in between 50 and 200 milliseconds. That's our, uh, you know, what we're aiming to do in step one and that kind of means you're limited to um, uh, managed uh, fields uh, which are cultivated and, or, or controlled in some way. Uh, and we're weeding at the beginning of the season. So what we're not doing to date is is going into a field full of very mature weeds and trying to clear that field. That's not what we're targeting. We're targeting immature weeds uh, early on in the growing season, which is when you want to treat them, because one, they're small, uh, and two, when you get them that small, that allows the crop to become dominant uh, and grow quicker and take up all the nutrition and water, et cetera. So with that in mind, um, what we're looking to do is launch uh, our agricultural um, uh, products uh, in partnership with our partners uh, to address cereal, vegetable, and fruit crops uh, initially. Uh, and then when we've done that, then we'll be looking to get more powerful technology on board uh, to allow us to do different weeding scenarios, uh, for example, the clearance of the extremes. Hmm.
0: And uh, are is there any uh, one type of weed or one type of crop that seems to uh, feel this pain point the most?
1: Uh, not really, so we're kind of weed agnostic. Anything green, we can zap.
0: Mm-hmm. So it's not selective like some of the
1: herbicides. Um, and in terms of uh, crop types, again, we're indifferent. Uh, what, uh, we're limited by is um, the spacing of those crops. Um, and actually, we're working on a couple of machines that allow you to do narrowly spaced either cereals or sort of uh, mini vegetables or whatever it may be, uh, and also more um, widely spaced rows, uh, so your larger vegetables, lettuces, or whatever it may be. So, actually, um, we're, we're kind of addressing a whole scope of different crop types um, with. Uh, a few products.
0: Okay, and I, I, I'm uh, I might be getting out of my own range here a little bit because I'm I'm definitely not a soil scientist, but I have had some conversations lately about um, electrical conductivity of soil being a problem just in terms of like salinity, toxicity, causing uh, the the EC of the soil to go up. Is that a concern at all here? I mean, I I'm not sure if electrical conductivity of the soil means that it actually can conduct this electricity from the weed, or if you need to avoid high EC soils. Is that has that come up?
1: Yeah so this is a special hand we've had um, issues where it's been uh, less effective in different um, soil conditions Um, but the way to resolve that is to up the volts so um, we we can address that quite easily by having higher voltage systems. Hmm. Um, So from day one you know we obviously had to fix the specifications of our first generation technology Um, and to date that's been successful, uh, that might have a scenario where the soil for whatever reason doesn't have good conductivity. Uh, and for those growers, they'll just have to wait for a more uh, powerful machine. Um, but for us it's not a a leap uh, in terms of technology. It's just, um, creating a, a slightly more powerful unit.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, is uh, is your father still involved with with the technology in the business? Yes, um,
1: he is more involved than he should be at his age. Um, <laughs> but uh, yes, we're we're trying to sort of wind him down um, so he can actually enjoy a
0: better retirement. Well, it's got to be exciting for him though to see see his life's work kind of come come alive as as a company.
1: Yeah, it's one. It's not. I mean. Stresses um, along the way that there hasn't been much time to actually take a step back, reflect, and appreciate what's going on, uh, which will come. Um, so yeah, I'm sure that that feeling will, will definitely hit him at some point. But At the moment, it's uh, uh, it probably feels a little bit far away until we've you know got these things out in the field uh, and generating lots and lots of
0: revenue. Right. Right. Uh and I did read that you all uh, earned an IET Innovation Award. Is, is that right? And then tell tell everyone about that.
1: Yeah, so we won a couple of awards. The uh, IET Innovation Award is the uh, one of the Institutions for Electrical Engineers uh, in uh, UK. Uh, it's a global organization and they do an annual awards to uh, look at the most innovative technology uh, linked to electricity globally. Uh, and so we won that. So it's a very prestigious award, so we're very happy to win that. Uh, we've also won uh, a LAMA award, which is a, um, a trade show here in the UK focused on agriculture. So again, innovation awards as well. Um, and we're finalists in the British Farming Awards, um, which are next month. So we'll see if we have won that or not. And we've won a number of other things along the way, uh, but they're the three, three main ones. So it's definitely starting to get the recognition it
0: deserves. And, and what stage is the company in now as far as if, if a farmer is listening and would love to, to you know, purchase the technology that had kind of the combination of the camera uh, and the RootWave technology, uh, is that available commercially yet or are you running pilots or kind of what stage is the company now?
1: Uh, so, we're still testing um, in Europe. Um, so, it will be planned to be globally available 2020. Great. Well, that's exciting. That's coming around the corner. Well, exactly. I mean, with any technology, it takes, takes time to do it properly. Um, but the way we've done it by leveraging existing technology that's out there rather than trying to develop these whole machines themselves means that actually we can have quite a short time to market and actually be very confident in that delivery.
0: Great. And I, I know um, one of the, the programs you've been involved with is is the Yield Lab over there uh, in in Europe. Can you tell us about that program and, and how that's helped Root Wave?
1: Yeah, certainly. So the Yield Lab is actually a global uh, accelerator. Uh, they got uh, They started off in the U.S. Uh, I think Ireland was their second um, office and now they've got one in Asia and South America as well. So, what they're looking to do is fund the most innovative companies within agriculture uh, globally, um, uh, which we're doing a very good job of. Um, So, with Ireland, they ran a competition uh, a couple of years ago now, um, which I applied for and one of four companies, I think. Five, four companies at one um, and we had a hundred thousand euro investment and then a nine-month uh, I guess uh, advisory sort of program uh, where we popped over once a month um, to meet some of the experts they wanted to introduce to and also for them to uh, discuss our business model and whatever it may be um, which we've now finished um, so, we're all graduated from that program and I think they run it uh, annually. So, every year, uh, a new um, group of startups get to get to benefit from uh, a very useful and exciting program.
0: And, and for RootWave specifically, what was the biggest impact of going through it?
1: Uh, credibility, I, I reckon. Um, so, there's lots of good advice and uh, stuff like that, but being able to uh, align the brands and say, yeah, you know, Yield Lab, who are very uh, well regarded. Uh, I think they won a, I don't know if, what it they, they might even won an Act Funder Award recently um, for uh, Best Accelerator. So they're very well uh, respected and being able to say, look, those guys um, liked our business and saw the potential in our business enough to invest in it
0: really does help great well but before I let you go here I'd just love to hear um, you know from you personally why is this this cause you know root wave and, and uh, the technology you're developing and bring it to market um, wh- why is this important to you you know what why is uh, this where you've chosen to make your life work
1: uh, I guess three reasons one it's uh, the realization of my father's life work so it'll be nice to uh, de- you know deliver his dream. Secondly, it will be a benefit to society. Um, We will uh, better the environment and the health of individuals. And thirdly, hopefully, we'll make a a lot of money along the way. Um, So, yeah, there's lots of good reasons to do this.
0: You know, I I forgot to ask you earlier. So, is is this uh, something that you all have a, a patent on? And is it the technology that you have patented or the process? Or how does that work? Uh, the technology. So um,
1: I can't go into too much detail on that, obviously, but it's the technology which we've got IP around.
0: Great. Okay. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate, Andrew, you being on the show uh, and, and looking forward to sharing this with everybody. And just in closing, the last question I always like to ask everybody is, uh, as you look 10 years into the future, this show is called The Future of Agriculture, uh, especially with RootWave gaining traction, uh, how do you envision agriculture looking differently?
1: I think it will be a lot more robotic. Um, I think the technology that's coming out around the world from different entrepreneurs and startups is is pretty exciting. Um, And I think if you piece all that puzzle together, there'll be a huge amount of of automation um, within agriculture. Um, in the future, I think it'll be a really
0: exciting space. Fantastic. Well, Andrew Dipros, CEO of RootWave, thank you so much for being on the show. Tristan, thank you so much for uh, having me. Big thank you to Andrew for being on the show. And I'm curious to hear your thoughts. I mean, what do you think of this? Is this feasible, especially those of you listening who are who are farmers or agronomists and working out there? What do you think about this and the future of agriculture, especially paired with some of the other technologies we've had on here? Love to hear your thoughts either on Twitter at Tim Hammerich uh, or by using SpeakPipe. I haven't, I keep forgetting to mention. Uh, go to SpeakPipe. It's uh, speakpipe.com forward slash future of ag is how you get there. It's basically like a voicemail box. Uh, leave a message there with either a question or a comment about Andrew's episode, and I would love to include it on a future follow up Friday. So head over there and do that. Uh, do have another um, iTunes review. Thank you for those of you who are hopping on and doing this. It really is appreciated. Uh, this one is from Shoes Job. Uh, it says some really good information here. Great topics about real issues and future solutions. Podcasts, ag, and tech, all interesting things that should be a casual topic of today's discussion. Follow up Friday is a nice point to answer questions, build community and educate further. Hey, thank you very much for leaving that review. And if you haven't yet, would love it if you'd head over to uh, the iTunes app and leave us a rating and review so that I can read it on a future episode and that so you can inform other people who might be checking this podcast out about the valuable agricultural content that we try to produce here. Uh, We will be back next week with more Accelerating Ag Tech. I'm loving this series and I hope you are too. Have a great week. for listening to the future of agriculture podcast with tim hammerich visit futureofag.com that's future of A-G, ag, today to get connected into careers in the agriculture industry thanks again for listening and we'll see you next week